together, build a step and lift me up, climbing higher than we'd ever go alone. We'll get farther when the good times turn to bad, only positive directions from now on. Hey everyone, I'm Jared Allman. And I'm David Spinner. And we're two dads talking about family life, personal growth, and organizational growth, all through the lens of moving in a positive direction. As we get going, weekly segment coming right up here. It is our shout outs. You want to go first this week, David? Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, first shout out is going to go out to my son's hockey team, the Dollar Days Armo Double A Vipers. Uh, we had a tournament at Quebec City. They played three games. They lost all three games, and they didn't score a goal. But my shout out goes out to the team because they worked hard. They had a good time. And uh, more importantly, they bonded as friends at the hotel, uh, at the pool, uh, they were playing mini sticks in the other room, and, and the, the results on the ice did not matter. So shout out to the Dollar Days Armo AA Vipers. Uh, and I have a second shout out. I have a second shout out. Uh, that's going to go out to the, uh, the law enforcement and the prosecutors in Michigan for taking the right steps following that devastating shooting at the Oxford School in Michigan um, mm. and having charged those parents for their uh, negligent and behavior and their contribution in the way their um, son behaved in going out and murdering uh, those young folks in Michigan. So shout out to the Michigan law enforcement and prosecutors for taking the right step in that direction. Jared, what have you got for us this week? Well, I got three for us. So, you know, we got to give, we got to give love to our listeners, right? So looking at the analytics of our show, it looks like we've had a couple listeners in Portugal take a listen to Positive Directions. So that's always awesome. So shout out to all our Portuguese friends. That's really, really cool. The second shout out I have is uh, to another friend that I met on Clubhouse, had an amazing conversation with her about um, her business. And her name is Kim Hamer. And David, she has a really cool business where she is partnering with organizations to help their employees and managers talk about difficult conversations specific to cancer. And what she's doing is really, really awesome in the space, super unique, yeah. had a really amazing conversation with her. I encourage everybody to check her out on, on all uh, social. And then of course, I, I went through and I listened to all of our episodes and I can't believe that it's taken me this long. So I, at first I owe you an apology. And second, my third shout out goes to you. Um, you're an amazing partner, an amazing friend. This journey of positive directions is a fun collaboration that I always look forward to. And I, I want to give you a shout out for, for being an amazing partner and apologize for taking so long to do so. Not to worry. I appreciate that. Hey, we're in this together. It's, um, we've heard that said a lot, but seriously, we've been on this journey now going on. This is episode 11, believe it or not. And awesome. uh, I appreciate the, the, um, 
the back and forth, the conversations that we have on a regular basis. Uh, Jared, want to tell our listeners what we are bringing to them this week? Yeah, so one of the things that we we talked about um, when we were planning out what we're going to do in our episodes today and in a future episode they're going to record, I think our, our guests could speak to as well. It keeps showing up in a lot of areas in, in my life specifically. Um, and this time of year, it's important to understand them. And that is setting boundaries. And so I, I reached out to you, Dave, and I said, hey, man, I think this really is is an interesting conversation that we can have about setting boundaries um, in all aspects of our life. But let's chop it up and talk about the not only the importance of boundaries. I think that's kind of understood, but what are some really tactical ways in which people can set boundaries? I think that's what I'm really looking forward to chatting with you about today. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think what's important first to get started is let's understand what boundaries are, right? I think if we don't know what our boundaries are and then something that I I want to talk about is the problems that people have with boundaries um, you know, the different ones that we face, because that's, you know, and we can get into that academic side, get a little teaching there. And then I, I want to talk about how do you set boundaries? What do you do to be comfortable with setting boundaries? Because that's, that's the challenge that a lot of people face. And I'm sure many of our listeners out there, guys, and girls are, are will be struggling with when it comes to the holiday time and being around family a lot, you know, and, and friends and when do you say no? And when can you say yes? So mm. we'll get into some of that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Like it's it's so there's so much. I mean, we could probably do many episodes on this. I know when I teach boundaries mm-hmm. in my courses, we go we do it for two or three classes sometimes. So um, we're going to do this in the condensed version of positive directions because we want everybody to have a positive holiday experience, right? We've struggled for so many mm-hmm. in the past couple of years with, with COVID. And now that we're allowed to gather and, and, and celebrate, let's do this positively. So let's get started. Jared, for you, what, what does the word boundaries mean? I think boundaries um, for me is symbolic of saying what you're okay with and what you're not okay with. I think that's how, in a nutshell, that's how I would boil down boundaries. And that could be okay with doing uh, something physical, doing something verbal in terms of communicating. So I think setting what you're okay with and setting what, what you're not okay with very clearly is how I would, I would define boundaries. How about yourself, David? Well, when we look at like an objective definition, right? A, a boundary is is a line, right? It's a, it could be a fence. It could be something that's a permeable membrane, right? It could be something that you can cross, right? You either cross a boundary, you stay away from the boundary. So it's things that you can go in and out of. Um, so I see those and we can set personal professional boundaries based on where our level of comfort, what's appropriate. And one of the things that I like to work with when I work with individuals, I work with uh, students, uh, and when I did work with clients is when we talk about setting boundaries, look at what are the good things that we let into our lives and what are the bad things that we keep out, right? And that's a, a positive way of setting boundaries. But then we have to look at the opposite, right? And what are some of the bad things that we do let in and what are some of the good things that we keep out? 
And that's a good way to get a good picture of your boundary setting. And what are you successful with? And what are you less, excuse me, what are you less successful with in setting boundaries? So that's, that's like a first step, first step in understanding where your own personal boundaries lie. Because if we look at just an example of, you know, again, holiday times coming up and, and do you just let people come and go in and out of your home over the holiday time? Or is it really set times? Because sometimes people think, oh, it's holiday time. I can just pop in, you know, swing by the house, drop off a cake, drop off this, hang out. And when do you say like, no, I really just want to spend this quality time with my immediate family, my wife, my kids, et cetera, maybe parents. But mm -hmm. so setting those boundaries are super, super important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really like what you said there about knowing what you like uh, and knowing what you don't like, letting both of those in and then determining that's how you can really make those boundaries. Um, I like that a lot. That really, that, that's a good uh, clarify, clarifying statement for me when I'm thinking about boundaries, because this is something that I've been thinking about a lot recently, not only because of the time of year, but just as I move forward through my journey personally and looking at setting, setting boundaries, both professionally and personally. Good tip, Dave. Good tip. So that's a good starting point. And like do the exercise. I, uh, audience members, I encourage you, do that exercise. Write it down. Uh, put a box on a piece of paper and then write good and bad, good on the outside, bad on the inside. And, and then you can get a really nice picture of what, what are the things that you actually because we often don't think about it. So what are the good things you keep out and that you should let in? And what are the bad things that you are letting in that you shouldn't, that you shouldn't let in? And then do the opposite and take a look at it, review it, and reflect on it. And then how can you um, take the right steps to make those changes? So that's a good tip to open up on the area of boundaries. The other thing I like to uh, throw out there to our audience members is discussion around the idea of boundary problems. And we all have all sorts of boundary problems in, in various ways. Some of us are just super compliant, right? Somebody asks you to do something, you say yes. Hey, you want to come over and help me move? Yeah, no problem. It doesn't matter if you have other things to do or you don't want to, to, um, to do it. But uh, these are the people who just say yes when you really mean no, but you're going to you're going to do it because maybe uh, they have a little control over you or you just want to be nice. Um, so there's, there's various reasons, right? So, so that's the compliant boundary problem. Then you have the avoidant boundary problem. These are the people who really just, you know, they, they just give all the time in the world to everybody else. But when somebody wants to offer help to them, they just avoid it. They say, no, you know, it's okay. I don't need it. I, they don't ask for a lot of things. Um, things like that. Third is the controlling type, right? This is the, um, the person who just doesn't respect the no, right? Oh, no, I'm not going to help you move. Okay, you're going to help me move and so on and so forth and keeps trying to push the boundaries, right? And guilt them into doing those things. And then you have the last one, which is the non-responsive. And these are people who are really self-centered. They only think of themselves, um, they don't worry about others. And so their boundaries really are limited to uh, themselves and themselves only. So I like this discussion because this really can get into the way of holiday time.
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, you know, in my, in my religion, my life, we just celebrated Hanukkah. And uh, for you, Jared, Christmas is coming up. So mm-hmm. tell me, how do you, how do you think your boundaries when it comes to Christmas time, like what's, what gets pushed for you around, around the holidays? Mm. Yeah, I, I think time, time is the big one that, that everybody wants to consume. And, and I fall into, I think a piece of me highlights all of those areas that you just mentioned where I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And then someone says, Hey, can I help you do this, that, and the other? And I'm like, no, no, no. And really I could have used them, used their help. So I think there's pieces of me that, that pull from those boundary um, uh, limitations that you just mentioned. But for me personally, it, it's, it's about the time management component of um, saying yes when I absolutely need it in, in a welcoming way and then saying no in a, in a polite way that doesn't put family members off. And so um, I think for, for me personally, that communication piece of saying the no is just as important uh, is asking for, for the yes. And some of the ways that, that I say the no, that I can say no to people is to set some healthy limitations on what, what that looks like. So um, for example, everybody in the family knows that the three questions that I asked that I, I wrote it uh, earlier on a post is, are, are you coming to me because you wanna vent or you wanna share information? Do you want my opinion? Or do you want us to collaborate and troubleshoot to find a solution? I think when you ask those three questions in every type of setting, you're going a long way in, in setting the expectation of what's going to come out of that conversation. And I think that's a good pillar of, of, of setting a healthy boundary. Mm. Yeah, I like that. I like that. You know, expectations are so important when setting boundaries. Um, so I really I like the way you, you uh, frame that with the three questions. And, you know, people have to be encouraged to ask those three questions. Uh, it's hard sometimes people don't, you know, they feel it's weird or, you know, but asking what is it that you need from me is, is so important. Yeah, that's one thing that when we set boundaries, it, it's not, um, I, speaking personally, I don't think it's the setting the boundary component it's so difficult because I can look at, and I'm going to go back and do that exercise that you mentioned of doing the two boxes of good and bad and, and, and figuring out what that is. I don't think that's going to be the difficult part for me. One thing that you touched on was like, how, how then do you take that and put it into action when somebody pushes those boundaries? That's where it gets really fuzzy for me because it's like, okay, I've set these boundaries around my family members in terms of what, when, when I don't want them to come over, right? Like in your example, yet someone comes over, why, how do I handle that? Do I jump down their throat and say, Hey, we discussed this already. You know, this is outside that those times that we agreed upon. So that is, is how like that accountability factor, I think is where I, and and I'm sure a lot of people this time of year, they want to be accommodating to their families. Oftentimes kind of, it goes from like a, a setting it as a hard boundary to now where it becomes a soft boundary where you give a little. Um, yeah, that, that's kind of what comes to mind. What are your thoughts there, David? 
Yeah, I think I think it, it's the hard part is is the setting of the boundaries, right? It, it's the following through with it and not feeling guilty and so on. It brings me to the idea around the different myths. I'll come to them. A myths around setting boundaries, and I want to talk about those because I think that's the key component that our listeners will hopefully understand is that these are all myths and then it'll help them say, you know what, I'm going to set these boundaries because you know what, it's not true that such and such, I don't want to give it, give it away just yet. But for me, I think what's so, what from what you said is that you, you just have to be able to um, tell the family, you know, member or the friend of, of where, where you're at, right? Being honest with them. Um, it's a bit about self-respect for you know and, and self-care mm. to be able to set those boundaries and it's really hard because it's family and friends and you don't want to hurt feelings and you don't want um, you know you don't want to be that that guy who doesn't you know seem like oh you're not being very holiday friendly right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so so that's it's you know it's, it's a hard hard um, piece for people to be able to do again, when we talk about personal boundaries and professional boundaries, sometimes it really is two sides of the coin. I really want to focus this, you know, this episode on, on personal and some of the things that people think before we get into maybe some, some tips and tricks on how to set those boundaries. But, you know, one of them is, well, if I set boundaries, I'm being selfish, right? What do you think, Jared? Is that, does that hit you, do, do you or does that resonate with you in some way that like, yeah, you know what? I feel like I'm being selfish and I don't want to be seen as selfish when I set those boundaries, when I say, you know what? I don't want family to come over at a particular time during the holidays. I, I think it's okay to be selfish at times. And when you put, when you say, hey, I, I don't want family to be over at these times, that's different than saying, I don't want family to come over, period, right? Like, so being selfish and protecting your time and saying, I want family to come over in this window is self-serving to you. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I think it goes right back to that self-care component that you mentioned. Um, so I think that's, I think that's really, really healthy. Yeah, absolutely. Right. But again, some people have these feelings like I'm not going to do it because of that. Right. So mm-hmm. if you're, that's you out there, if that, that hits you, at, you know, in the audience, know that setting boundaries is, is not really being selfish it's taking care of yourself and and that's so important as we you know as you know so many things go on in your life that sometimes you just have to take the time to take care of yourself yeah uh, and you know, if you're not oh, gonna go if you, yeah i was gonna say if, if you're not taking care of yourself when you talk about your mental health and your mental state who is gonna who in your life is gonna step in and take on that responsibility Right. Like that's, that's a tough love way of saying like own it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Set that boundary and be proud of the boundary you set. And like you said, just own it. Just own it. Mm -hmm. If I set boundaries, others will hurt me. And I'm going to, I'm going to pair that one with another one. If I set boundaries, I will hurt others. So two ways to look at setting boundaries and, these again, myths. These are myths about it, but people believe these, right? Yeah, you- I, I, I think 
I think that those myths, I think those myths exist because again, it goes back to that self-care, you know, putting yourself first again, people are putting other people's feelings and beliefs above their own. And when you talk about setting boundaries, going back to that exercise that you had mentioned earlier, you are drawing those boxes. You are determining what's good and what's bad, not letting others influence those. Um, so yeah, I think that's, that's what I would say. I, I understand why that's a myth, but I think if you do that, that exercise, that's brilliant, David, that that's puts everything in perspective. Uh, I'll throw out another one. I, there's, there's a good chunk of them, so I don't want to go, but this one I really like also is that boundaries are a sign of disobedience. Hmm. That one I don't get. <laughs> so if you think about like, you know, sometimes like if you, and I, and I can relate it to maybe a parent, right? And you know, they're your parents and you know, they want to be involved and they, maybe they want to come and see the kids on a given weekend. And there's too many other things going on in their life that it just doesn't work. And so you say, you know what, it's not going to happen. Or do you remember back, Jared, when, when, when your, your young ones, which are, were babies, right? And everybody, they want to come over and see the brand new baby. It's fresh. It's new. It's exciting. They want to come over. But sometimes you as a parent needed that time for yourself. You didn't want any visitors over in the house, right? And mm -hmm. so, but if you set that boundary, well, you're being disobedient to your own parent, right? Or you're, you're, you're being um, mean. That's another, another one, right? Is that, you know, you're being mean to somebody because mm. you're not letting them come and see the baby. And they're really just wanting to help, but you're actually saying no, right? You're setting that line. So that's, that's kind of where that's at, right? And that, you know, it's a sign of disobedience where you're saying, nope, when you say no, you're being disobedient versus taking care of yourself. Mm. Interesting. I never thought of it like that before, but that makes perfect sense now that, that you, uh, that you explained it. What do you think, um, in terms of setting boundaries, right? So personal boundaries, kind of what we're talking about. Um, what do you think about a family boundary in today's setting? So using the example that you gave where family members come over at certain times, what are your thoughts on sitting down with the family, with your kids and saying, and, and doing that exercise. Hey, here's a box of everything we want to let in that's good. Here's a box of everything that's bad that we want to let in. And let's prioritize and set these boundaries. What are your thoughts about that? That's a whole other conversation because that, <laughs> oh, oh, wow. That, that could be a, a, a four-part show in and of itself because families have the explicit and the ex implicit boundaries that they create, right? There are things mm -hmm. that are there and, they're, and they're, they're overtly stated, some are not. And so, um, yeah, there are certain things that families are open about and certain things that they're closed about, right? Um, and so that conversation, sometimes it's had and sometimes it's not had. And, you know, families probably need to do it a little more to say, you know what, guys, this is what's within the family. This stays within the family. These are the boundaries we put up as a family. And what do we, what do we, what do we, um, what do we let others into? You know, there are parts of our lives that we can let others into, but, you know, conversations that ha happen here sometimes don't, don't leak out of our boundaries, but that's, mm. that's a big conversation.
That's yeah, I, it just it. it just it just creeped into my head when we were thinking about the the holiday time, and yeah. you know, I, I I like to have my family involved in a lot of the decisions and, and conversations that I have, particularly as it relates to like the larger family, right? Um, but that that makes sense. You, there's certain things that you kind of want to keep, you know, quote unquote, in house, and then there's other things that you can um, agree upon collectively as a family, uh, immediate family, that, hey, grandma and grandpa or Uncle Joe and Aunt Sally, these are things that that, that we don't want to bring in this holiday season. But yeah, I, <laughs> you're right. I guess that could be a, a full-on conversation of, of what that looks like when you're getting your children involved and, and your spouse and all that good stuff. Yeah, because, you know, you, you bring in the in-laws into certain decision-making or certain goings-on. Uh, you have to know who they are, right? whether it be in-laws, family, you know, aunts, uncles, and so on and so forth, if they're going to be good active listeners and just be there to be a sounding board, that's wonderful. But when you have the advice givers, that's where the challenge comes in sometimes because sometimes people always think they have to give advice and maybe that's not what you're looking for. So again, you've got to be clear on that boundary. Like, hey, I'm coming to you. It's because I want you to listen. I'm not asking you for you to answer me. And, and maybe if you set that boundary clearly, then then there's success then then that's okay that could work but it doesn't always work that way yeah no it doesn't and that goes back to that do you want to vent or you just want to share information right you you throw that out there off the rip and that helps establish that component and then it could go all different ways if they if they ask no we want your opinion or no we want to collaborate with you on uh maybe identifying this boundary a little bit more um so yeah so Jared, what advice do you have to our listeners? Like how do how should they set boundaries? What are some things they could say to people to uh, set healthy boundaries? Uh, and and yeah, what what can they do to set the healthy boundaries? And if they have to vocalize it to others to say I'm setting my boundaries, what what are some tips tricks that you have? Man, one thing that I am working on personally, and it, it, this conversation is so timely not only because of the time of year, but just things that I've, I've been experiencing and learning recently is the, the power of no, like be okay with telling people no, but you have to be able to communicate the no in a way that, you know, something that you talk about all the time, David, no, you can say no and no, not now, but, and that's just as good as a no Right. Because it gives them, hey, I don't want to do this now, but let's either revisit it at a later time or how about we do this instead? So it still sets that no, it still sets that hard boundary. And that's something that that I'm trying to work on on all aspects of my life. And it's something that I'm learning the importance of doing it in a way that still drives a positive outcome, because all too often, like you hear no. And you think of it, it has like a negative connotation. And that doesn't have to be the case. It can still lead you in a positive direction if it's framed correctly. How about yourself, David? Yeah, I love the honoring the no thing. I mean, you have to do that um, and be comfortable with that no. Um, Because... Uh, you're going to get walked over, right? As we talked about the, you know, those boundary problems that people have, it, it, it becomes challenging when you're dealing with those controlling types, right? Who try to guilt you into, into doing things that 
um, don't necessarily fit with what you want to do. And so that you give in. Uh, I think what, what's, you know, I think educating yourself on some of these things that we've talked about really helps people feel relieved because it's like giving them permission to set the boundary. So that's really important. Um, but I also, you know, using statements that involve the I word, you know, like I can't do this right now because I need to take care of myself is, is super important. So it's another way to say no without using the word no, because maybe some people struggle with that actual word and it's harsh and it's, you know, and, and some people just don't accept it. And sometimes harshness is great. And sometimes you have to um, soften the blow for, for the audience members. And so I think that it's, you know, I'm really at a point where today I cannot, um, I can't help you move today because I have to take care of other things for myself. Right. Yeah. Or, no, I love that. Know, I can't have you come over because we had people last night and I'm really exhausted and I need to have a rest and do some cleaning up. And there you're sharing that it's about you. It's not about them. Right. Cause that's, that's often the fear, right. Is that people think, Oh, they don't like me or right. You know, I'm in the way. Right. But no, mm -hmm. it's, it's about me. It's about me. And I need to take care of me. Yeah. I love that. That ties into the self-care piece that you mentioned. That's spot on, man. I love it. Yeah. You know, self-care is so important and it's going to come up in our parable when we get there, but we're not there yet. I mean, we, again, we can talk about boundaries forever in the day, but um, I think, you know, it's so important to understand why you struggle with boundaries also, right? Um, before you even get the point to setting the boundary is what is it that you in, as an individual struggle with when you're going to set a boundary I think people don't reflect on those things yeah I think it's important too like even uh from from a personal perspective when you're setting boundaries what's the goal right like what's the end goal of why you're setting these boundaries I think if you don't understand that then then it's really difficult to put into practice essentially everything that you and I just spoke about because if you don't understand uh, why, what the why is of why you're putting these boundaries in place, then doing the exercise to determine what's good and what's bad, really there's going to be some huge misalignment there, right? And it's not going to be a, a fruitful exercise. So yeah. I think that's really, really important. Like understand why. Like you want to protect your time? Okay, that makes sense. You want to be uh, you want a mental health break? That's the goal. Cool. Here's the here are the boundaries that can go into place to help that help you achieve that goal. Um, I think that's really really important. I think that's a component that often gets just um, assumed rather than actually determined before you go through this exercise of figuring out how do we build boundaries. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's so important, right? Is really to reflect. And, and boundaries don't get built right away. They take time. It takes practice. Mm -hmm. It's something that actually takes practice, right? Mm -hmm. And people think that it's an all or nothing approach. And it's really, it's not because boundaries, like I said, are permeable. They're dynamic, right? Absolutely. Move, Absolutely. Right? You know, there might be certain people you set a more firm boundary around the topic. And that same topic, you may have a, a, a less firm boundary with somebody else because of mm -hmm. who they are and how they behave around that particular issue. Mm -hmm. Right. It could be something like, you know, I think back to the concept around phone calls. Um, 
you know, my mom loves to make phone calls and it could be a multiple times a day, different times of the day I could be working. Right. And so setting that boundary can be a challenge. It can be a challenge to set a boundary around that with your, with your mom. But if I'm working, it has to be clear that I'm working. Right. So it's mm-hmm. making it clear that, that I'm happy to talk to you, but it's going to be from this time to this time is okay. This time to this time is not okay. And, and after that's, that's okay also, right? Maybe there's, you know, there's periods of time and, um, you know, knowing that that's for, for my mom, but for somebody else, maybe it's, it's different, right? You know, if I yeah. can speak, it's one, you know, and it's, it's learning to set those boundaries, you know, so that it's, it's clear that I have my own time that I'm not talking on the phone and, uh, you know, that's okay. That's another piece that I think is, is helpful for people that are looking to set boundaries is knowing that it's not a one size fits all. Like it has to a hundred percent. It has to be not only dynamic, but it has to be situational. If you go and you set hard boundaries for every aspect in your life, when you do that exercise of the good and the bad, there good, there's going to be some, some balance issues there, I think. Um, so I think it's really important. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, any final words, Jared, before we get to, um, you know, what's been dubbed as the favorite portion of our episodes? Well, hundred percent. It's, it's what people skip through. They don't like to hear us jibber jabber on about important things. No, I'm totally kidding. Yeah, absolutely. Um, people love listening to your parable, but I, I think from a boundaries perspective, it's so timely, not only because of the time of year that we're in, but just so many conversations that are going on um, around mental health in, in your personal life, in your family life, in your organizational uh, journey, that it's important to set those and understanding what they are, how to, how to, to build those out, and then how to actually um, enforce those, I think are really, really critical. And I, I hope we were able to provide a little bit of um, friendly advice from two dads that are going to be, uh, you know, going into the, going into um, to, to set some boundaries with, with our children. Yeah. I mean, parenting boundaries is a whole other story, right? Again, that's another episode in itself that maybe we'll, we'll sure. tackle down the road, Jared, right? But I think, like you said, it's holiday time, friend, families coming in from out of town, people are traveling, mm-hmm. people are getting together, and it's important to say, okay, you know, it's, when is it time to kick people out of the house? And that's the boundary because it's, it's time to go to bed or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but before, and before we move on through the, this episode, the one thing I do want to draw the attention uh, of the audience members is a wonderful TED Talk by Sarah Gilman, all about boundaries. And she talks about your compass, your yes-no compass, and how, you know, and, and again, it's another reflective piece where you think about your yeses and your noes. And what do you say yes to? What do you say no to? You know, so I highly recommend uh, to our audience members and, and to yourself, Jared, to listen to that uh, TED Talk. Uh, again, the person's name is Sarah Gilman and it's on boundaries. It's a, it's a wonderful TED Talk on that. So I think as we... Uh, move through the episode we're ready for this week's parable and again that's about right on topic right about setting healthy boundaries and 
So it's parable time. Yay! Let's go, baby. I'm excited for this one, actually. It's a, it's a bit of a lengthier one, but we're, you know, I've done a little bit of a compression, ver, compressed version of it. Um, so there is this wandering monk who's, who wanders from village to village. And he, so he comes upon his latest village and he is warned, avoid the snakes at all costs. They're aggressive. He says, I'm not afraid of any snakes. You know, I know some tricks, you know, to keep them from being aggressive towards me. So as he wanders through the village, he comes across a snake and he recites a magic mantra and poof, the snake no longer aggressive towards him. And so over time, the monk, it was, it was clear the monk has taught the snake how to keep his aggression away as he continued to encounter it over you know, time things continued and the snake was basically rendered harmless. Sat there quietly in his corner of the village, didn't bother anybody. And so the monk felt this was wonderful. The villagers, however, also recognized this, that the snakes were no longer aggressive. And some boys, younger boys of the village wanted to test the, the snake out. So they picked up stones and they threw it at the snake hoping to anger the snake, but there was still no aggression shown by the snake. One particular boy got brave and he approached the snake, got close to the snake, picked it up, smashed it on a rock and aggressively threw the, the snake away. The snake was hurt, but eventually it opened its eyes and continued to uh, no longer be aggressive towards even these boys who were being aggressive towards the boys continued to repeat this pattern over and over again. Eventually the snake moved away to another part of the forest away from the village. And it just spent his days hiding all day and coming out only at night to eat. The monk and the snake encountered each other and the snake says, you know what, all is fine. You've asked me not to harm anybody. I don't, I don't bother anybody. I stay in my corner. I come out at night to eat my seeds and everything's great. And the snake explained to the monk why this had happened and how the boy was tossing him. And, and that's why he, he finally disappeared. And the monk shook his head and the snake's like, why are you shaking your head? I listened to you. You know, I finally developed the virtue of non-aggression. I am a transformed snake. And then the monk looks at him and says, but what about the virtue of self-care and self-respect, you dear snake? What about non-aggression towards yourself? I asked you not to bite, but I didn't ask you not to hiss. And that is this week's parable. Oh, so good, man. So good. Yeah. Yeah, it, 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 that's the ultimate. So that's the ultimate myth buster right there, right? Like, Put your needs in the center of your boundaries. That's, that's, I love it, man. What a great, great parable. Thank you for sharing that one. That was awesome. Yeah, I love that one. You're welcome. And I hope the audience this resonates with you. You know that honoring your own boundaries is. You can honor them by being clear with them 
right? It's okay. You know, you don't have to be aggressive, but you can hiss. You can, and in this case, your hiss is your words, is your speaking towards the individuals, talking to them, telling them what your boundaries are and being clear mm-hmm. so that the expectations are there. Jared, some closing words. I, I love that. I think the, it's just so important to, I encourage everyone to do the exercise that David recommended uh, making those, making those boxes. I know I certainly am. So uh, this has been a great, a great, great show, not only selfishly learning from you, David, (laughs) and and having conversation with you, but I, my hope is that people will listen to this show and take a nugget of what we chatted about and put it into practice to help them create those boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's holiday time is such a rough time of the year because there's a lot going on Mm -hmm. and, and boundaries are hard to set. And, and, you know, people have, you know, emotional challenges and, you know, mental health comes into play in so many ways, right? Whether Mm -hmm. we're surrounded Mm -hmm. by people or or you celebrate solo. And so I really do hope that the idea of setting boundaries and taking this as permission almost, it's okay to set boundaries. You know, Jared and David give you permission to set boundaries. (laughs) And, and while we're not the authority, I think that it's, um, it's sometimes people have to hear it, that it's just okay. And so with that, I, I really hope everybody has a wonderful holiday time and is able to set boundaries, um, maintain a positive sense of self and self-respect and self-care, and that you continue moving in positive directions. Mm-hmm.